Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every Saturday dies out of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Email us questions and complaints at Wrestling is Hard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. Brandon, hello. You were up a little late last night. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> up late, up early. I don't know. What, but I guess both. I, my, I'm All in the stage of unemployment where I'm just sleeping in like three or four hour increments throughout a uh, 24 hour schedule. So I messaged you at like 5 a.m. I saw you responded and I was yeah. like, well, I could be up for the day. If you guys are, uh, I don't know what time you guys, guys get up. We could do this pretty early. So I was, uh, I was in between sleep cycles as well. I got my three hours or four hours in and then I was awake. And I had to lay down for my hour nap when the sun comes up. That's yeah, I think, um, now I'm gassed. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's time that I stop uh, pretending like the falling asleep with the TV on casually is like a good way for me to, to get rest. And I, I think I need to go the other way and go full like uh, storm sounds, eye mask, complete chamber, lock it down because I just end up sitting on my phone and sleeping in like small small increments while I get uh, ink, EMF poisoning or whatever on <laughs> my <laughs> fucking phone next to my head. I um wake up and play the very exciting New Japan Strong Style. Yeah. I'm in the dojo. I was training Ryusuke Taguchi. And in a weird chain of events, I wrestled Ryusuke Taguchi. I had two Ryusuke Taguchis going on. Very exciting stuff. So you're full rise and grind mode. You you, you rise and get right to the good dojo. Just get right to the dojo. I'm working out. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's what I do. Also, I had this weird... Well, we went out to... Um, Korean hot pot. Have you ever do uh, K-pop before? Korean hot pot. Brandon? Yes, sir. Yeah. It was my first time doing it. I've never done it before. So, uh, needless to say, my stomach was a little um, tumultuous and salted. Very salted I was last night. Like, oh, oh, meat sweats. Oh, my God. So, I woke up like, do I poop now? Do I take my laxative now? <laughs> it's like this whole thing where I'm like, Nah, I'm just going to sweat out wait till the morning so I have one giant turd. My whole life revolves around pooping these days. Chris, how are you doing? <laughs> well, I went to bed at 11 o'clock and woke up at 7. One, yeah. one Slept giant the entire turd. night away. You sleep all the way through the night. That's insane. 100%. You stinker. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, well, Fuck you, I, dude. I like I do a shades. lot of stuff. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah, these are my pit vipers. The pair I got in the mail the other day. In case any son wants to Get in the sides in my basement. I got some blockage. Wait, let me ask you: Is are they? Is the brand case, pit viper? Case, you, know, or you just called them a pit. Oh, he's got, got a croak. Whoa! Got some hangage. Nice. No, is the brand pit viper? Or you just call them your pit vipers. No, that, that's the brand. Oh, okay, you can gotcha. actually kind of see it there. I can't see it across well. the top. I got my new Yuki Arai shirt on though. Uh, there you go. The packages just keep coming in. The mailman's like, what is going on at the Lardani house? I think I... Uh, I don't do drugs, so I got lots of expendable. I don't, I don't yeah. drink or do drugs, yeah. so... And we don't go out too often, so... I, I, We have to mention that we did go to the Pet Shop Boys in the Water. Yeah, good. You totally. And right. it was the fucking greatest concert I think I've ever been to. And I've seen Bowie and Duran Duran at the Electric Factory. And this was better. Could be recency bias, but, you know... Also, I was like 24 or 5 when I saw the other two shows. Lack of appreciation so, when you're younger. Yeah, but uh, more worried about what the girls' butts look like. 
less worried about. I'm always worried about what the girls' butts look like. The the biker girl with the leather pants dancing the whole time. The leather pants girl. She couldn't dance worth a shit. Man, she was shaking that ass. I'll tell you. She could shake her ass and not meeting the tempo. Yeah, at all. She was, <laughs> no, was just like that beat meant nothing. dancing. Yep. And then there were, well, that was just like when we saw Roxy Music and there was a woman in front that was like sex pot dancing to, uh, if anyone's familiar with Roxy Music or Brian Ferry, not really a sex pot dancing kind of singer. No. Very melodic and mm. slow and you're not going to do that. At one point she was dancing like a crab. She was doing a crab dance. Like we were watching yeah, got, at Rocks and wow. Music, we were. We, I was there as well, and we were watching her go. And we were I, there was multiple people in our section that were laughing their asses off at her dancing because we were in the balcony. You could see them. But at one point, I called. I was started saying like, "This is a gimmick. She's doing this. She's doing this to make somebody laugh. Like this is either somebody's videotaping her and she's putting it on YouTube later or something. Like this is a joke." And then I saw this guy that she was with who was in fucking hysterics while she was doing the crab dance. He was laughing his ass off. Then she got gassed out, and two of them laughed a bunch. That was, that was great. She was highly yeah, entertaining. Well, I appreciate that yeah. kind of dance. There that type of enthusiasm. I got to ask you guys. Yo. So this is a world that I know nothing of. I saw some videos you guys posted. Man Center looks packed. Uh, dude. I, I, I tried to listen to, to this. I've been hold, to the man. Hold on one second. Let me get Go ahead. Yeah, finish. Quick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I tried to listen to this. This is like 80s UK pop, and yes. I saw Jimmy said he started to cry. I need connect some dots for me here. I don't, I, I, I'm not familiar with the uh, Pet Shop Boys new what? New order. New New World Order. No, just New, new order. order. Music. Just New Order. <laughs> don't diss New Order by saying New World Order. I can tell them uh, this is a soft spot for you guys. Yeah, yeah, watch it. What, what is this time and place, and what's the emotional connection here? Yeah, I, Chris, I'll let you, you Chris is a big Pet Shop Boys fan, so I'll let him go. Yeah, I'm a huge. They're probably one of my favorite bands. Um, so. I don't know what I just, you know, all right. So when when I got my first radio in the early eighties as a gift, Weston girls from the pet shop boys was on it. Non fucking stop. So the pet shop boys were a big, like synth pop duo. I think they started in like 81, but they had just kind of been a soundtrack to everything for my entire childhood. They were always around. They got, I don't know how many albums they have. And they have a hit, at least one massive hit, or big hit, I should say, off of every album. Um, I'm a fan of 80s new wave music, so it fits right into my wheelhouse. Uh, once I realized that uh, hardcore bands have no talent, I still like them, but they really have no, no talent. Uh, and I got older, I started morphing more into a, a fan of, uh, of, you know, eighties, like synth pop and, and, and new wave music, just that I've heard those songs so many times on the radio. And then to finally see it live was a big fucking deal. Uh, we also waited, I think Jim, I'm not sure when it was, I say early 2019, but it could have been very early 2020 when we bought those tickets to that show. Yeah, 2020, everything was already, already. Well, the beginning of 2020, it we bought was, the tickets in 2019. Yeah, it was like October, November 2019. Yeah. So we've been waiting since 2019 to see that show. Um, I had the tickets, the tickets on my phone <laughs> for that long. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and on top of the fact that they, you know, being in the business that, you know, working like, I guess, adjacent or in, I guess you could call it doing security for all those shows for so long and going to a lot of shows, seeing every different kind of music you can possibly see. I always have an appreciation for appreciation for somebody who knows what they're doing 
and does it like a professional. And 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 look, I can't stand the dropkick Murphys. I don't like them. But when you see them live, which I've done a few times, mostly because I'm pretty much there, they're either opening or I'm working the show. You don't, you know, you, you, everybody knows you go to a concert and sometimes you see an opening band. It's a fucking slog and you can't wait for it to be over. Even if you don't like a band, but they do what they do well, it lessens that hatred of what is going on, right? You can watch it and be like, okay, look, it's not my kind of music. I don't really like these guys, but they're very good on stage, and I can appreciate that. Um, but they're, both bands were had their shit to fuck to fucking together, um, and they're just, you know, the Pet Shop Boys, New Order as well, fucking iconic. So, you know, I mean, I... I can't speak. Jim can speak to it more than I can. I've only been to two shows in the actual amphitheater at the man. I've only been to shows. They have a a venue in the back on the field, which is just basically a stand up. The skyline, you know, skyline stage. It's just a stage. It's general. Everything's general admission. Um, I've been to two shows there, but I've been to, I've only been to two inside the man itself. So I can't speak to how crowded it was, but it was fucking I mean, it wasn't horrific. It wasn't uncomfortably crowded, but it was fuck. It was a lot of fucking people there. It took us forever to get in, you know. And we got there early, and it was a thirty-minute wait or a forty-minute wait almost to get into the building. So yeah, same here. And but, I showed up an hour later than you did. Yeah, I mean, it was just a log jam. Wow. Yeah, but I, just um, to see. Go ahead. Just let me just finish real quick. I'm sorry, but just to see for me, it was more seeing the Pet Shop Boys along with New Order because they're I'm such a big fan. Um, they just their delivery. The way that they do it and how iconic it is and how it just and how the fact that, you know, uh, Neil Tennant, who's the singer for the Pet Shop Boys, only two guys, Neil Tennant, and Chris Lowe, Neil Tennant, who's the singer, still sounds like he did in 1982, which was fucking amazing. And then you add the 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 stage presentation, which made it extremely like it gave it an, an additional like level of power, for lack of a better way to put it. Guy, Jim, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's if you're listening at home and I sound like I'm interrupting people, it's kind of my job. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> if I do. Um, my uh, it, it, see, I was my, we were on the other side of the spectrum. My wife and I, we were there to see New Order. Pet Shop Boys are cool and all. New Order was who we went to go see. New Order, Brandon, you might not know this. Maybe listeners don't know this. New Order was, was a direct evolution from the band Joy Division. When Ian Curtis died, they were working on an album when he died. They created New Order, Ceremony, the first album. I believe it's yeah, it's the first uh, first LP. I don't I don't remember. The first album from New Order was it's a Joy Division album, but it's now New Order. So it's got a different sound, but it still has the same emotional, I guess, resonance as Joy Division did. So for a lot of people that were Joy Division fans, my wife's a huge Joy Division fan. Like it was, you know, New Order was a natural evolution, and eventually they got poppier and they got more dancier, which is what a lot of music did in the late '80s, like. New Wave transformed into what eventually became rave culture and to Pet Shop Boys' whole thing. Pet Shop Boys, I was telling my wife, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe how fucking great they are. And, I mean, New Order was great, and we were very excited to see them. It was emotional for both of us, especially my wife with New Order. But um, Pet Shop Boys fucking was amazing. That was like, I can see, like, when we were think when we were like planning to go to the show, I was listening to some Pet Shop Boys, and I was like, I really only like like four of these songs. I was listening to a best of. It's like I really like four of them. Some of them are good, but like I really really like four of them. But man, they were and I was like kind of questioning because during the tour they were bouncing and they were alternating who was headlining. And my wife and I were both like, I mean, no offense to Pet Shop Boys fans, but we were like, 
I hope Pet Shop Boys is opening. Like, I don't want to end the night on Pet Shop Boys. Dude, they were fucking amazing. They looked great. They were fantastic. And, uh, yeah, the whole show top to bottom was amazing. It was worth the wait. I wish we had gotten it in 2020, but, you know, shit happened. Um, also, I, I've been to a couple of shows on the lawn at the man. This is by it was insanely packed. I don't know what happened and why it was so packed. Plus, we were expecting rain. The weather had been saying rain for three days. It ended up holding off until the very end of the show. People ran like fucking like rats to out of a ship, a sinking ship when it started raining. And man, we were thinking like, oh man, if it was raining with that many people on the fuck, it was jam packed. Like you, you were single, like you were next to each other on top of people, people on the lawn, which is unheard of. And uh, man, if it was raining, it would have been a fucking nightmare. Like <laughs> that hill was a little slippery just with a, like a little moisture from earlier in the day. But man, it would have been a fucking disaster. Okay, Chris. Yeah, hey, I was going to add. Um, so what you were saying, I mean, if this boils it down to a picture, ACDC wrote back in black for Bon Scott and he died. It's the same, you know, the same right. transition. Yeah. But um, my only first of all, let me just point out a fact that it started to rain at the end. I was obsessed with the weather all week and all day. And when it started raining at, I guess, I don't know what time it was during the Eagles game because I was at work. So we're talking sometime before four could have been. And I'm looking at the radar on my phone. Oh, look, it's going to stop. It's going to stop. It's going to stop. And then I realized, wait, here's a good thing. They stopped the Phillies game. They will not restart a one o'clock game, especially this late into the season, until they know they're going to get the whole game in. So if they see on the radar, okay, it's raining. There's going to be a 45, 50 minute break, whatever hour break. And it's going to start raining again. We're not going back out there. We're going to go back out when it's all gone. And once before I left work, they were back on the TV at six o'clock at night. And I was like, all right, good. We're going to make it. It started to rain, I think, during the encore of New Order, maybe during the last song. And myself, my wife, Jimmy and his wife out of the whole, what were there, eight of us there that kind of met up there? We were the souls. I looked at Jimmy. I said, soul fucking survivors. Everybody else fucking bailed. Yeah, it was there for And then reason. what did they do? And this is what makes me laugh. They all bailed to get stuck in the rain trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Is just stand here. You're going to get just as wet, and you're still going to see the show. Um, the only problem, and this directly relates to something we talk about all the time here, and this is not a knock on New Order because they were fucking great, but there was so – there's a different energy level from one to the other. And the whole stage pre- stage stage presentation for New Order is like going to see a rock band. There's not much more to it. I mean, the music's great. I'm not even going to say this. They're just, just it's like going to see a concert. Then the Pet Shop Boys, a lot of graphics, a lot of a lot more of light, related. a lot of this. It's more party related. Thank you. I was gassed. Yeah. After the Pet Shop Boys, because I was singing every song, I was screaming and hollering the whole time. So I was kind of like. You know, you see a great match, and you're like, oh, man, this next match was really good, but I was so spent for the one before. Right. Like, this is where they should have put the tornado tag with all the dudes that we don't care about on, <laughs> right. just so I can get my energy back up. Now, by the time New Order got rolling, I started rebuilding because it's fucking New Order. They're going to get me back up for it. But, yeah, that was my only thing, but the show was fucking awesome. They did some uh, Joy Division covers, which they usually do at the end. Yeah. Um, the only issue with that was I was so glad to see it. Anybody that uh, you get people, if you mentioned New Order that are Joy Division fans, and they get like, it's fake, fake Joy Division. I'm like, no, it's all the dudes. It's like, all the same people. What were they supposed to do? Just quit? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, 
um sumner wrote all those songs he wrote all the music there it's not like it's just like a bunch of dudes trading on the guy's name on right. Ian curtis's name but ian curtis's voice is so distinctive that there's a little bit of like mm, yeah. when they're doing joy division songs yeah, it's covered. but at the same time the entire time yeah the entire time they're doing joy division songs there's fucking pictures of ian curtis on the fucking screen the whole time yeah it was pretty the wild. whole time it's not like they're like fuck that guy we're making money off of this and that's the attitude it's like this weird you see it the reason why i'm saying this because we we talk about wrestling and that's the fucking the, the, this is the pinnacle of shitty attitudes for fandom you get it everywhere you know it's so weird i never get it but you know you've got the it's in everything I've got the brains. Let's make lots of money. Yeah, they were made that that's in a commercial now. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> God forbid you make money. One thing, um, uh, well, 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 my last point on the show, um, the uh, Pet Shop Boys, and I was explaining this to my wife, and she was shocked that they were had such a following because the whole place was singing along with them. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, you know, you just, uh, they got a resurgence through the 90s because of rave and edm and she was like i didn't expect to be in an edm show she was like because of remixes in britain they got a whole new fucking resurgence through the 90s where they became you know number one hits in britain over and over again every fucking year they're due to remixes by this dj remixed by that dj they just kept you know they've been around forever and then they stuck around because of just the the fun nature to their music so there you go just great tracks yeah brandon thoughts <laughs> No, no thoughts. That's just truly a world world I don't know shit about. I like barely have ever even gotten into Joy Division. Uh, probably is going to happen later in my life when I start accepting getting into sad music. You know this, Jim. This this whole shoegaze sad music stuff. I'm just like, dude, yeah, I don't. You're not a sad boy. I, I'm uh, not, I think I am. That's why I'm like, dude, I, I don't want to indulge oh, you're in this avoiding anymore. It. I'm just a constant fight against this every day. <laughs> I did it too. I avoided I, it for a very long time, and then eventually was like, "I'll watch like a Disney movie and start tearing up." I'm like, "Dude, I can't." I watch CBS Sunday mornings and Don't I start tearing up because I'm close to. <laughs> I listen to NPR and I tear up. All right, um, what do you want to talk about? A couple cool guys, the coolest dudes in town. I'll be the most interesting in thing we talk about. All right, the only um, wrestling podcast. I'm sorry, Jim. Just no, me, the only wrestling podcast where the people involved in it actually admit to the fact that they have emotions. You know who doesn't have emotions? Yeah. Go for it. People criticizing Malachi Black for leaving. So last night, oh, no. this wasn't on. This wasn't on the uh, the the old uh, was schedule because I didn't put one out this week because I was kind of not feeling it. Um, Malachi Black went on uh, Instagram Live last night. So uh, and he went on a little bit of a rant, and I'm going to run down some of the stuff he said. You ready for this? You guys can uh, chime. Brandon, I'll go to you as soon as I'm done reading off these real cool things. Number one, his contract was not five years long, as reported by Dirt Sheets. He tells everyone not to trust the media as they are not telling the truth and only want clicks. Yeah, no shit. I don't know why you people listen. He has received death threats from AEW fans. He has not left AEW. He's just taking some time off. He says the dirt sheeps do not care about anyone's mental health and won't own up to posting lies on the internet. He won't be on social media. He's decided he's gonna this is his last chance at social media for now. He's gonna take some time off. So there's no conspiracy to any of it. He's just taking some time off. That's a quote. He said you'll see me right with AEW. That's also a quote. 
and he is not a fan of the AEW versus WWE thing, which we are not also. We're not, anybody listening to this knows we're not part of that. We criticize AEW nonstop. We stopped watching WWE not because we love AEW so much. It's just it's that much worse. And he basically said, if it doesn't come out of his own mouth, it's not true. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, again, good on him. Um, it sucks that he has to go this far, and like the guy should just be able to leave and uh, do what he wants with himself. But uh, imp- impressive that he, you know, in whatever mental state that he's in, uh, has the energy to to clear all of this stuff up and and take the time to himself. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, it sucks when you're going through some mental health thing, especially. In, I can only imagine if people are talking shit on you while you're just trying to to get your head on straight. Um, also, like, who are these people? I, this is a group of people that I I truly can't put my finger on. Uh, the internet, like, someone's in deep distress. I'm gonna I'm going to stick the knife in deeper. Um, I was I I watched this guy on YouTube. The, it's unrelated, but same vein. Camping with Steve. He does like camping videos. He just will go out into the woods and he'll uh, do interesting shit. But he he had like a, his wife tragically died like a month ago, and he had to post a video yesterday. I just watched where he's like, "Hey, I don't know if I want to come back because there's a couple percent of the people on here that are posting like horrible things about, about my wife," which. Uh, it wouldn't ever cross anyone's mind. Um, I, I just wanted to like figure out what's going on with this. I don't even shouldn't even say I want to. I just I, I have no read on what this small minority of people is that that have that little sensitivity to the the human condition. Pigs, human pigs. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I don't even know what to add to what Brandon just said. It's fucking good for him. Um, you know, I don't know how it might have been. Uh, I would assume. It, Hopefully, it would be a little cathartic to be able to finally come out and say, hey, look, these guys are liars. You know, um, we all know that if you believe that they have any kind of kernel of truth, then like just the simple fact that we know that the Young Bucks named a move after Meltzer and Meltzer, it has nothing to do with the fact like Meltzer's complete constant adulation of the young bucks has nothing to do with the fact that they're you know they had named the move after them and like they, they, if you can't draw these parallels I, I don't know there's no helping you right um so yeah i mean i would assume it's something like that would be pretty cathartic right get it off your chest probably help this man he might be in a position in which he um you know with aew with the company when you're working for a company any company you know, what you say and what you do in social media can adversely affect your your status of employment. I mean, everybody, if you work for any company, is going to tell you that, right? If you work in a corporate situation, what you post can get you fired. Now, I don't know if it would be a, to that degree, but, you know, they might be being told, like, just stay off even commenting about these writers. Or maybe it's just something that they always did in the business. If you acknowledge it, then it makes it real. So let's just pretend it's not happening. So I would assume... You know, just being in a in the mental state that he had said that that Malachi Black had said that he was in, just being able to finally be out and say, "Hey, look, these guys are all lying," would I would assume would probably help that state, even if it's just a little bit. So, most likely something that he needed to do for himself, and we could all take a page from his book and get the fuck off of social media. You know, I mean, I I I actually made a concerted effort to curate 
my social media. So it's all wrestling, jujitsu, toys, and dogs. And that's all I get. That's all I fucking get. So the new thing I get on Instagram him. is um, Korean baseball cheerleaders. <clears throat> that's what I get. <laughs> I didn't know they were a thing. Somehow my phone decided that I am really into Korean, Korean hot Korean women that I'm not going to wonder complain. how that could happen. I'm not complaining. What was the one? <laughs> well, oh, we were getting what well, we were. Huh? 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 Oh, yeah. That, the, well, the that was, that was we the, were getting that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah the exercise lady. Brandon, did you get the exercise lady at all? No. That I was like, that was an, uh, they showed how that, that was a um, farm that was creating those videos. Where they had these people doing this exercise, the huh huh videos in front of like 200. What is it? Huh huh? Well, it's hard to describe. You gotta, that that, you that gotta was the noise they were go, making. Take a step back here and go through this. So, <laughs> so, so you, you, turn, you turn it on. You, yeah, so they clinch. They're basically clinching. The woman's like pushing her hips out and clinching her abs and bringing her body together, standing. And she would do it along with huh 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 huh. huh. Huh, 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 huh. And it, these videos were just fucking everywhere. I could not avoid them. And there was a factory so of cameras, social media presence, just fucking farming these things out, these videos. I, just, I couldn't. There was like 200 different accounts that would just send them to me. So and I started of course, sending Of course, I started sending them to Chris, and then Chris was getting them. I was like, if I'm dealing with this, he's dealing with it. I, I think I actually started. I think I sent that one to you. I started whatever way it doesn't matter it really yeah. doesn't matter but the other one was one that you got me on was I have to back up for this one because I don't want to do it in the mic but you know what I'm talking about was <laughs> and there'd be like an explosion with an eagle flying oh, past uh, the, uh, the the fake uh, landscapes yeah <laughs> And, and, then, and then every once in a while, I'll still get one from Jim, and it's just fun. No, the work account. I got rid the work of account. All of this shit. I don't really check the reels on the work account. I just kind of post and run away. But uh, yeah, the work my work account gets them, and then I'll, if I get them, I go. Ooh. I send them to everybody I used to send them to, just to see if they get, get they gets worked in their logarithm again. I don't want them. Fuck. They were so they, they got they were funny for like, like a virus. Minutes. They do. You can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not complaining about the hot ladies. Uh, no. like, keep them coming. You can curate it. Yeah. It's, it's really not that difficult. Cheerleaders. Yeah. Like people talk about the algorithm mm-hmm. and all oh, the algorithm and the algorithm. The algorithm actually fucking works if you do the uh, the slight but the slightest bit of effort into it. Yeah. Right. So mine's like I said, puppies and dogs acting silly and jujitsu and toys and right. wrestling. And mine's that's it. All because I follow a hundred. And fifty thousand Japanese women wrestlers. So they're like, I know what this guy likes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ladies of Asian descent. It's like, come on, man. I'm not complaining, but I'll take a big ass any day. I want big ass vids. Send me big ass vids. I have no problem. I got them for you too, Jim. Yeah. Girls working out with say giant it on, butts. I didn't, Bring it on. I didn't want to say it on the air, but muscles and giant butts. Give it to me, baby. That's what I want. Anyway, um, Oh, also, uh, Buddy Murphy, the guy with the coolest name in professional wrestling. He uh, was, uh, Dirt Sheet said that he was leaving as well, and he's already said that it was lies. The only guy who hasn't said it's not lies yet is Andrade. And after watching years of him now, it's been two years, I think, of him in AEW, I totally understand why he'd want to leave. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on with him in that company. 
All right, final thoughts on this move, leaving bullshit, Bram? No, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, this is just an eternal uh, fucking part of the business, I guess. This, like, dirt sheet thing that was going on. I remember my mom would bring home when I was a kid. Uh, this guy she worked with, Brian, that was, like, a adult wrestling fan, would get like, the actual, like, paper dirt sheets, and you could read, like, what's going on one. behind the scenes. I signed and half up of them for were, PWI. I'm getting the hard copy. Really? It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. That's right, I'm that's pretty right. stoked we talked on about it. this. I bought a year subscription. It was like fucking sixty bucks. It's nothing. We'll get monthly it, entertainment at it. We'll have a little section yeah, we where I read. To. We'll It'd read so the funny. crap. I'll read oh, through wait, the go. dirt sheets. But I think I was the only reason I brought that up was because I think even at that ripe age of fucking six years old, I I could look at it and be like, oh wow, Stone Cold Steve Austin did this, and then immediately not give a shit when it was like some actual like human gossip. Right, yeah, but they just—they're still doing it 25 years later. So I'm—I'm I'm not that audience. And I can't speak for them. Uh, and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them. Either. I did see. Well, PWI for one thing, it's—they pretend it's like a real sport and they buy into the storylines. So that makes it a little bit of fun. They have a rankings and everything. It's all based on storyline. So that makes it fun. It's not like we heard a rumor, hearsay. Uh, plans change. That whole fucking routine. That, this the greatest line ever, and I think I'm going to start using it. Chris, you were late for work the other day. Uh, what happened? Well, uh, there was an explosion on the road, and I swerved, and I got a flat tire, and uh, I had to change it, and then I got into work. Uh, th- this may or may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PWI, that is after. Yeah, it's right? Bill after. He still does. Yeah, that's a totally different animal, right? I it's mean, like he based actually out of used Blanc- to go. Where's it take- based out of? Yeah. Lancaster, right? He's a PA guy. Yeah. Uh, Lehigh Valley I or Lancaster. It- I forget where he's from. I got a picture. I got a text from a uh, a woman I knew, a customer at the bar, like on a Tuesday afternoon. Do you know who Bill Apter is? And I said, Yeah, he's the wrestling guy. She's like, He's in my office. I guess he's friends with my boss. He won't stop offering me stale chocolate covered to his list. <laughs> I said, He's a grown wrestling fan. Give him some slack. <laughs> grown wrestling. Fan. Apparently the what warehouse is still thing to offer somebody. Cool. You can go in there. They have like Gotta stacks of Twizzlers or someone. Chocolate covered Twizzlers. What the fuck? Twizzlers. What the fuck? Get fucked, Bill. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. How fucking angry would you be if somebody was like, hey, I have Twizzlers. And you'd be like, eh, I'm not really a fan. And they pull out the chocolate covered kind. Oh, dude. And there's the gummy and there's the chocolate. You don't... You don't fucking... Yeah. How did you know they were stale? Maybe they were just chocolate Twizzlers. Oh, that's possible. That's possible. Maybe I misunderstood. They're probably chocolate Twizzlers. And we're going to go oh, with chocolate Thank you. Color. Yeah, I'll take one. Let's do it. And they were stale. <laughs> they fucking break it. Have a stale Twizzler. Dude, or Twizzlers stale are disgusting. Red vine. Oh, God, Twizzlers are fucking disgusting. Licorice. Yeah. Oh, God. They're not. I actually ate a lot of Twizzlers this them. weekend. Twizzlers? A ton of Twizzlers Was this weekend. Was it like gummy candies or something? Uh, I had all, every kind of Twizzler. There was like yellow Twizzlers. I had the, the pull-apart Twizzlers. Wait, oh, they're uh, good. They're soft. What's going they're on? They're kind of good. Wait a minute. What's going on? I, d- I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I went I to, do. Uh, we have nothing I went to, to talk about. Gun Bingo uh, on Saturday, Saturday night with my girlfriend's family uh, at the Sassmansville Firehouse, and they brought a buffet of, of Twizzlers for, us, for me to munch on while we did bingo. Did you win so a gun? I, I was radicalized. No, I didn't. It was uh, <laughs> we didn't we didn't win any guns, but I got radicalized at gun bingo. I was drinking and, and eating pull apart Twizzlers. 
Yeah, what do you got? Do they have all of the number possible number combinations, letter number combinations on a giant board? And they're like, all right, everybody, it's bingo time. And then they're like, I-60. It's pretty close to that. Yeah. Cow flop bingo. <laughs> they fire a bullet up in the air, and where it lands on the cow flop bingo board on the <laughs> football field is <laughs> I think I, I realized the reason I don't like guns is just the price of them because when they were like free, I'm like that is a pretty sweet gun. Yeah, I would I could I could I would take that gun. Yeah, like, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah I was a gun Toys, if I want a gun, I'd be like, yeah, let me go put this down here in there this place go. where nothing moves. All right, um, let's talk about AEW. <laughs> it was Grand Slam, Dynamite Grand Slam. It was hyped up. The crowd was excited. They were excited for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Claudio Castagnoli was defeated by Chris Jericho. A very bizarre booking decision. I don't know what this is all about, but whatever. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, first of all, the place looked sick. The crowd looked huge. Um, the like array of spotlights kicked all over the place, kind of creating that haze in the background for these first matches, I'm like, man, this does look like a big uh, wrestling event. It looked better than almost all of their pay-per-views. I think it was the same setup as last year, but it just jumped out to me. Uh, this this first match itself, they lead off with Jericho. Uh, you know, speaking of, uh, about getting radicalized, uh, I can't speak rationally about this guy anymore. It's like that he comes out, the place is fucking screaming that shitty song again, even though he's supposed to be a bad guy. I'm like, man, this guy's just got everybody... In a stranglehold, uh, I got to give him a shout out. He, I was just shitting on the Ring of Honor belt, now meaning and illicit is to me a week or two ago, and now Chris Jericho has it. And, and there's places you can go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Could, could Brian Danielson take it off of him? Does Daniel Garcia get it off of him? Like, okay, we turned uh, nothing into something here. So, match yourself, whatever. We get the 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 uh, Claudio Casignoli big spin. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really get old. Uh, it's pretty much all I got. Chris. So it was funny when I was watching this match, I said to myself, this is the only thing you could possibly do to make this title relevant is put it on Jericho. He's the only person in the company that could do that. Yeah. Because he's, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not even saying it. He's fun to watch. He's good at what he does. And he beat the shit out of Carrie Silken. So what else could you fucking want? Oh, man, that that was so like backyard wrestling looking. That was like when we did backyard wrestling and the guy who ran it's dad came down and we would work him into angles and beat him up oh he had the cane yeah, yeah the cane no, came down do with the cane roll. your old man is so uh, your son is so ugly we start like dissing him and then beat his dad up that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it looked like this was great yeah. it was great he was great Timeless. um he was getting beat up and he was going you're an asshole <laughs> to jerk <Jericho. laughs> so good he's got like one leg and a fused neck yep. like, he's gotta be really careful with something i think um, oh, and the other thing was is that I, I there could possibly there. It's quite possible that Arthur Ashe Stadium is the best stadium to do wrestling in in the country. It looks really because fucking cool. Because it's it look it's a it's a big, decent size. It's got to be like uh, twenty thousand around that twenty eighteen seventeen thousand size. You know, like tr- uh, typical indoor sports arena, big city indoor sports arena size. All focused on a rectangle in the middle of it. Yeah, we talked about this last it's year. It's created perfectly. It yeah, it's created yeah. perfectly. So it's so sick. 
this was good. I like this. I thought this was a good idea. Cause like we were talking about Brandon, you'd hit the nail on the head. It was like fucking, uh, Toys R Us inside of Macy's, a dead brand inside of something else that people kind of care about. And holy shit. It's what was the point is almost 24,000 people. Yeah. Well, it's the U S open. Yeah. It's fucking huge, right? It's huge. So yeah, I mean, you only do it once a year. No, nah, it's fine. You only do it once a year. And it's that, that one day is bigger than any hockey or basketball game. So, um, yeah, this was great. I loved it. A great move for this belt. Perfect person has it now. You can do so much with it. And uh, move on. Yeah. You know, I is it, it those? Was, I'm sorry, ahead, sorry. You can you can finish. I don't give a shit. Go ahead. Is it those lights? Like, I was trying to figure it out, but it creates that visual, like the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, where it's like dark, but then there's just pure bright white spotlight haze where you can't really even see anybody at all in the crowd. I don't know what it is, but that's you, you just don't tennis, see that. Court, I guess. You see it, and you're like, whoa, this looks so much cooler than, than the regular dynamite. Mm. It's like I'm the Lakers, a- like when the Lakers play, and it's like they turn all the lights out in the state in the seat, so it looks like a show. Mm-hmm. Just some shit just looks better. Go ahead, yeah. sorry. Uh, WWE went into that showing the crowd in red and blue and having the lights on the crowd and seeing the crowd because it's the WWE universe. They've been doing that forever now. I do not like it. I never did. I'm WCW a big fan used of the to original. have bright ass fucking lights too in the stadium. Like that seemed like they had every light on in the stadium when they had. Shows. Yeah, they. You'd see everything. They did. It's the sign fucking era when the sign showed up. Yeah, I, I, but I'm a big fan of. I think they did it best in the recent area. The the best way they did it in the recent era could have. It was one of the NXT. It was two of the NXT takeovers. It was uh, Dallas for WrestleMania and the England takeover London, where they WrestleMania and this is Triple H. Uh, they would the entire stadium would be dark and the ring would be would be lit up bright and that's all you're there to see. Maybe the people in the front row, the couple of front rows. That's it. I'm a big fan of this and I think it makes it look that much more special. New Japan this, does the same thing. nebulous of shit that you can see everything. Yeah, they do. And the big you shows like the... uh, Rio Goku Goku Kikan, places like that, uh, Osaka Joe Hall, when it's the bigger stadium, it's all the focus is on the wrestlers. They'll pan the so crowd once in a while. It's different when it's in Cork, and Cork is basically a fucking gymnasium. But, yeah, I, I think it brings the attention more to the wrestling than it does to, hey, people in the crowd, look. Let me get myself over. Hey, I've got a... Munchie shirt with the Cookie Monster on it. We Cookie Monster, man. Uh, we are experts at our eyes uh, wandering into the crowd and then shortly after picking who we are in the crowd. You, know, you guys always do that. Cracks me up. There's there's Jim. There's Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you are. There you are. Wait right a minute. There. Hold on. Maybe some like, fat, you. ugly guy or something. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this, Brandon. You don't have brothers, do you? No. No. That is a brotherly trope. Mm-hmm. As soon as the ugliest person in the movie walks oh, look, on screen, the older brother says to the younger brother, "Hey, that's you. you. There you are. He's got your shirt on." I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that's you for forty years. Mm-hmm. Over forty-five, forty-six years. We would always do the uh, not brothers, but we would always do the uh, if we see someone that remotely looks like a guy that we both know with a friend, but just a hundred times worse, be like. So Matt Riley to, to elbow our friend just pointed this slob that like looks like a horrific version of that guy. <laughs> so Matt, <laughs> there's plenty of horrific, horrific versions of pro wrestling, so there's your options yeah. are unlimited. Um, yeah. So I said, uh, you know, booking wise, it was strange. Well, it was bizarre because the decision is like, okay, well, I guess we're going to make something out of this Ring of Honor title. But does this mean that 
we're going to get a re like it's Jericho going to be defending this on independent Ring of Honor shows. We've only had one so far, correct? Like, is this a sign that maybe Ring of Honor is going somewhere else? I don't know. Is it going to be streaming eventually? Maybe Suppos- who knows? Supposedly they're they're high on pro wrestling content in this new company, Discovery. Warner Are they Brothers really Discovery? Yeah, they're putting they're money. They're so high there. on fucking Turtle Man commercials and during my programming. Very upsetting. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Turtle Man. Turtle Man. That's the ninety day fiance guy. Oh, that guy, yeah, the, the, mean the guy. fucking trash can, oh, the trash can dude. Trash can, yeah. dude. <laughs> the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory, the acclaimed win. Seems like they just put it on the back burners because they didn't realize that how hot the acclaimed were going to be at the pay-per-view, and they were just like, let's just have them win at this thing instead. Pretty good. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah, this was pretty good. I, it, it was that plus uh, I feel like Tony Khan had to go and be like, sorry, boys, I... Uh, I got up there at that press conference and I was super high on Coke and uh, my heart rate was, my Apple watch was going off. My heart rate was going at 200 BPM and I uh, didn't do anything during CM Punk. And then you guys came on after and I accidentally uh, booked a rematch <laughs> for you without thinking about it. So now we got to go through with this because if I, if I don't go through with anything from that press conference, I look like a bitch. So uh, that's what we get. That's what we get here. They uh, go back around and we get a, a fame answer. Yep. Uh, the claim cheating to win kind of works for me. Uh, I'm not usually the cheating I I, I roll at, but uh, they're so inferior sort of to these two. Right. And uh, I think uh, I like one thing that they did with this was the Keith Lee and Swerve kind of fighting over uh, Billy Gunn. Swerve was like saying you're talking to him, and Keith Lee's like we don't got to worry about that fucking guy, and then he ends up impacting the match. So. It, it made sense. Appreciate that. Uh, I think we hopefully go somewhere with Swerve Scott from here. I think he's been r- really good in these tag matches, and I would like to see more from him. I don't want to see him just go off my TV for two months. Right. Chris, thoughts? Uh, I this was while this was a good match. This was, in my opinion, too little, too late, and uh, I lost interest in giving a shit about the result. When they had me, when they had me hooked, they they lost. Right, at the pay per view. And now you're going to realize, oh, well, we should, you know, we had everybody hooked. Everybody's talking about how great this was. Oh, we thought the acclaim was going to win. Let's just let him do it on Wednesday. That was, that's my opinion on that. Yeah. I mean, I like the match, but uh, who didn't? Did anybody at any point think that they were going to lose? No, I didn't. Well, that's why they Come did on. the rematch. Too, <laughs> too little, too late. There, I did like uh, the ending. I'm with, I'm with Brandon. I did like that they cheated to win. Because they're I mean, not good they still people. Still have ultimate heel as a bad guy, and yeah, they're not, not good, good guys. people. They're, they're creeps. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's good. like love it. And uh, AEW gets its first openly gay champ. Congratulations! I can't think of any openly gay champs in any other wrestling company. I don't know. why we're just saying AEW. Pat Patterson. He won the Intercontinental Championship. It in, wasn't open. Uh, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he wasn't open until many years later. Yeah. Um, AEW All Atlantic Championship Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Brandon, what you got? Oh, uh, geez, kind of a weird one. It was almost silent in there when I was watching this on TV in the middle of it. I don't, I don't know. And Orange Cassidy seems pretty stuck where he's at at this point. It hasn't really developed much over two years. I didn't, going back to rolling my eyes at cheating, Pack to me is kind of uh, in that Daniel or Brian Danielson vein of like sort of noble and they, they, they will lose because of that, but him having to 
cheat against a guy who wrestles with his hands in his pockets. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, there were some parts of this that I did enjoy, though. I liked when he went up for the Black Arrow and Orange Cassidy just stuck his feet up. That was pretty good. Yeah. I still find Orange Cassidy very, very uh, entertaining. I just don't see, like you said, I don't see where he's going. It's kind of the guy that loses. I think he's like a good dude, and like all the little clips I see behind the scenes of him, I'd like him as a guy. But when he's out there, I'm just like right down the middle, five out of ten. Yeah, he ain't winning anything. That's the thing. Chris, thoughts? So uh, you know, it's when you said that uh, Orange Cassidy's kind of in a box with what he does, but he's so fucking creative inside that box. So you got to give him credit there. Uh, I yeah. think Brandon, Brandon, I think you're wrong. Uh, I think if your fucking nickname is the bastard, you do whatever the fuck you want to win. I, I think that's perfectly within character of that guy. Um, his whole fucking, his whole character is he's a nasty, miserable cunt. So, uh, you know, I, I, I disagree with you there. I think cheating to win would definitely be up the alley of somebody whose nickname is the bastard. There you go. Unless I think that's was, valid. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he doesn't know who his father is. I think that, uh, yeah, what are you, the guy doesn't have a dad, so now he's a piece of shit. What do you think? Like? <laughs> True story. True story. True story. Uh, okay. Anything else? No. I guess not. Okay. No, I'm good. Uh, interim women's title. This was the interim that I got screwed up. Tony Storm versus Athena versus Serena Deeb. All oh, right. Britt Baker was there, too. Brandon, thoughts? Very like going through the motions here, right? You know, it's nine o'clock, and yeah, here they come to run, run through what they practiced. Didn't didn't get much of a rise out of me. Chris, I found out something interesting. Him, Jim, do you know where Serena Deeb got her name? Um, no. She's named after the mouse shadow of the second moon. Oh, like Muad'Dib? <laughs> yeah, like Serena Muad'Dib. Um, yeah, I don't care. I sent you guys that picture of Athena. She's dude. She's awesome. I that was, no, she's not. Like she's her. not. She's not awesome. She's she a mess. She's she so went fucking to go. great. She's she's a mess. She's a mess. I love it. She acts like no human being acts. I love with it. The over dramatization. And once again, we see the realism on why some of these people don't make it in WWE. They do the thing that Vince hates, which is fucking cartoony reactions yeah i i it's just so bad it's so bad and she's sloppy how about uh brit baker uh not tucking when she was getting slammed and smashed her fucking nose (laughs) well then there's also brit baker you know come on brit baker this is something i noticed brit baker has given us multiple she gets her nose busted all the time yeah that's her gimmick now that's her gimmick it's not It's not because she's so tough and she works through it. No, it's because she is a fucking oaf, right? She's clumsy. She's clumsy. I mean, listen, one of the most popular wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling, John Cena, is considered one of the most clumsy guys to resound. He's He's a big block, oafish block moving around the ring. It's not, you know, but... She was she was definitely miscast in the fourth in the role of the fourth star in that ring. You got people doing like fucking chain stuff together, working three on you know three on one, two on one, you know two on two, two versus one, one versus two, doing all these like complicated things in the ring, and then you got her coming in and just super kicking and fucking sling blading. 
<laughs> Big ass fucking feet hurts. But more importantly, huge pop. It's not. Go ahead. It's not like yeah. It's not like she's uh busting her nose to like elbows to the face. It's just like if you if you keep bleeding on DDTs, that's that's on you, dude. Talk Brittany. your fucking. <laughs> dude, you gotta get close <laughs> to the body, got, man. You gotta keep your body close to the other person's body when you're getting slammed. <laughs> like what the How fuck long are you doing? Your head was flopping around like a fucking like like a like a bobblehead. And then How you know like the you? internet being so smart, it's like Athena's very dangerous and she injured Britt Baker. It's like. You know, her head was all over the fucking place on that slam. You got to tuck that shit in. Go, just watch some. Watch them. We're experts. We watch stardom. Go ahead, Chris. Who, how long is it before she, like, just gets thrown in the ropes and comes back? Or just gets in the ring? Ladies and gentlemen, Britt Baker. D- I mean, she, she trips and blah, 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 <laughs> smashes her face on the ground. Ah, I mean, she's so, so fucking. At one point, I think she went. I think it was Tony Storm in the beginning of the match. She went to kick her and she, like, stuck her leg on <laughs> Tony Storm had to reach down and grab her leg and yep. pull it back in, mm-hmm. right? I mean, she is always the worst person in the ring. Yep. She's oafish. She is oafish. And they love her. She's great on the mic. She's a great very, character. She's very popular. Very popular. Good for her. Mm-hmm. But let's not pretend. Let's not blame it on other people. Oh, she's dangerous. Huh, you know, this, no, you're fucking tripping and falling and smashing your face on shit. Yeah. It's cool. The internet. We all do it. I don't. I never fall. Uh, the, and then we get. Nah, get the bear! Get the bear! <laughs> That's an injury. That may or may not have happened I still after landed. a fall. I still did a tumble and landed on my feet. Um, get the beer? Oh, yeah. That's the story. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah, we got to kill some time we here, man. Yeah, we got time to kill. It's all about killing time. All right. So we're teenagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You can tell. All right. I, I, if I remember, please correct me. I, I, um, first of all, we're going to say this. Jimmy legitimately has an Achilles heel. And it's his heel. It's his ankle. My <laughs> left ankle is like really. And yeah, and he's always had problems with it. So uh, we were walking after catfishing in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, and, don't, I don't know why I laughed so hard at you having a real Jim Achilles heel. Tri- we were walking along the side of a side road, right? Yeah, it was a it was a pothole. I remember it vividly. Jimmy stepped in a pothole and he fell, and all the beer <laughs> spilled out. Oh, it dunk! Backpack. backpack full of Rolling beer. So my ankle, I twist like my ankle does a little because my ankle was it, it doesn't do as much anymore, but it was kind of it does like a little. Maybe, I would twist it often, so I twisted my ankle and like had to like spin midair, <laughs> kind of land on like rolling land. But as I'm in the air spinning, the backpack was open because people were you know reaching in grabbing beers <laughs> and drinking them. The beer goes flying all over the place, and as I'm in midair going down, I'm like. Get the bear! Get the bear! <laughs> <laughs> get the bear! Get the bear! That was when oh, I was thrown shit, out, thrown out of my house. I had to live with my girlfriend. It was a good time. Get the bear! Get the bear! Good times. That's when you were thrown out of your house, but expected to go. Please let me stay. And you were like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here." Yes, I'm gonna go have sex. Fuck this shit. There you go. Anyway, speaking of oh, sex, shit, Soraya shows up, aka Paige from WWE. Huge fucking pop. News comes out. Her she is not report. She cannot get in the ring yet. She has not cleared for active duty, but uh, she got a big fucking reaction. So um, you know, it, it, maybe some people are a little jaded on this and be like, "Hey man, you know, she hasn't wrestled in a long time. Um, she's not a big deal anymore. She hasn't done anything in a long time. She's got a big fucking following. She got a huge hit, huge pop, and people um will point to her as being like a reason why WWE women division is where it is today." 
was people like her and AJ Lee. So Brandon thoughts. Yeah. Huge pop. I, I, I didn't realize that she wasn't cleared to wrestle though, which is uh, now distracting like me. Cause later, I'm like, yeah. dude, if it's how many years has it been? She probably seven years since she's really performed at all. And that, that's at the point where it's like, whatever you have isn't, doesn't feel like it's going to get better for the long term. So uh, I'm immediately going to like safety mode here. Where I'm like, fuck, please don't put, <laughs> we don't need to be doing this, but good for her for getting to the point where she can even come back. I mean, uh, I, this was an era in WWE where I wasn't watching a ton, but I do remember her and, and uh, quite the presence. So uh, I think they tried to bring her back as a manager at some point. So they did. She was good as a manager too. They did as the GM gimmick for a while and she was a manager. Chris thoughts. Yeah, big big reaction. So if you are complaining that she doesn't belong there because other people need more, nobody else gets the reaction. Got the reaction that she no. did. So you know, just because you're there first doesn't mean that you deserve your spot more. Or you deserve more than anybody else. If they're doing a better job or they draw more money, then you're going to get shoved to the wayside. That's just the way it works, right? Yeah. Um, if you yeah, have so, mediocre wide receivers on a football team and they sign a big name free agent, guess what? You better yeah, fight for your job because you ain't going to have it. Fucking right. Fucking right. And um, Jim just made a football reference. I did. Threw a football parallel. I was just wild. thinking that. Like, wow. I just, wanted to, that I just memories wanted, to, of- I wanted to dumb down our very high, high-level conversation <laughs> for the normal man. Thank you for he bringing got, it down to my yeah. lower. Well, he had, to, he had to go back to his years of being a football fan to recall that story of falling in the pothole. That is. So, it's all coming back yeah. to me now. I have an expose hat on. Like, I'm sports yeah, fan. I, I, I like go. that. You I like this expose So, um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah. So and then she got in a big beef with everybody online because they were telling her that she doesn't pronounce her name right. <laughs> this happened. There's the right. Yeah, she's like, no, this is how, it's my name. I know how to say it. My actual but it's name. Somebody was in the in the in the uh in the like, it's for this word and the actual pronunciation is Soraya and but she's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, have my... you heard this woman speak? Yeah. She barely speaks English. She's from England. Soraya. <laughs> It's whatever she says it is. It's yeah. her fucking name, mm-hmm. Jit Bag. I want to be Wait, called Jit from now on instead of Jim. I want to be Jimmy the Jit. All right, let's move on. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I'm enough. Uh, Tournament of Champions final for the AEW World Championship. John Moxley defeats Brian Danielson. A little surprised, I think. I think. I think. You know, our whole thing was going on this assumption that they were going on vacation, which we don't know if any of this is true. We just assume it. Yeah, reported over We're dirty guys. What do you want from us? Yeah, reported over and over again that they were supposed to go on vacation, and both of the guys that were supposed to go on vacation now hold titles and aren't yeah, going right. on vacation anymore. Moxley defeats Danielson. Damn good match. Chris good. I mean Brandon good. Yeah, match was great. Two things here uh, outside of that. Uh, Moxley, well, a couple things I guess. Moxley quickly rack, racking them up. This is his third time as AEW champion. I think he's a perfect guy to keep taking it in whatever these spots are. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, he's a fucking nine time champ and everybody else is at three. I think that's a, a fitting tribute to, to him in this company. If he's never going to have the big uh, run again, um, Brian Danielson kind of in a weird spot here to me where he's so fucking good. Every time that you watch him, his, and his character is kind of like he's clearly the best wrestler, but he's such a good guy and like a, a good uh, behind the scenes wrestler in my, in my mind, at least, uh, 
where he's just like, yeah, sure, put him over. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't need to have the belt. And those two things are starting to conflict. Where I'm like, okay, you're clearly the best guy here, and you just keep losing. Where, where are we going uh, with that? I heard a lot of people say I saw online after this as my as my final point. They're like, well, when Brian Danielson wins he needs to have an extended run they're going to wait to put the belt on him until it's a uh uh his time to carry the company i was just thinking like this is i i'm so sick of this version of how to handle the the top belt and a company as like well you have to set it up for an extended reign as opposed to just who has the best idea and who's going to do something interesting at the time i'm i'm not a fan of being like well who's the best now is based off of who carries the title the longest or, or it, it only means something if it's a, an extended run. Just have them pass it back and forth. Do you really remember much of Kenny Omega's reign? I don't. I remember him doing a promo with uh, Orange Cassidy talking about sunglasses. Oh, God, I was just doing that today. I was just thinking about today when I was well, pulling the sunglasses out. I did, don't find anything memorable about it. I find all, yeah. a lot of John Moxley's fucking reigns to be memorable. Yeah, it's like would, yeah. this interesting Sorry, argument. Would, no, it's okay. Go ahead, you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stepping. I keep stepping. Uh, it like plays to the opposite, where I feel like because Kenny Omega was so obvious, he was going to have a year. It takes away from everything that happened in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm just, all the long reigns, unless they're doing something really entertaining, they tend to bore you after a while, and then you don't remember any of it. Okada, um, uh, what, uh, Punks and WWE, eventually you had to turn heel. You, know, you can't stick with the same shit. It gets boring. I like to flip-flop once in a while. Long ones, medium-sized ones, short reigns, a little bit of everything. Chris? Yeah, I don't have anything <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't really add. Oh, no, I did what I did. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are right. Match. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect from those two. Um, I'm still thinking along the lines they probably had Mox winning this title off CM Punk at some point. Right. You know, so we're just getting just another means to an end. The most entertaining means to an end just got back to maybe where they thought they wanted to be to begin with. Um, that being said, I thought there was a little too much focus on MJF with that fucking chip. He was on the screen, um, which was bizarre. Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, that was just silly. Um, way too much focus on him. How about, how about, the, the most bizarre thing of it is that, okay, he's sitting up wherever the fuck he's sitting and they're filming him. Then he has to act like he's interested. Right. You know, this is TV. He's pretending that he cares. It's just a job. But then the camera's on him the whole time. So he can't pick his nose. He can't blow his nose. He can't f- get up for a piss break, have a piece of popcorn. He sits on the face screen the whole fucking time. He's, like Stupid. making these hmm faces. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So fucking weird. Horrible. It's weird. Um, why don't you focus on the guys that are in the in the fucking ring? Uh and then uh in typical AEW fashion, and I'll blame AEW for this, and uh I think the show went long and uh, my DVR cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what happened until later. I was like, no, I went to watch it. I was like, ah, shit. As soon as I heard Taz go, we're going to, Tony Khan's made us aware of the fact that we're going to stick with this till the end. I think it may be just very, like, it ended and then it ended. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was only a couple minutes over, but it was just like, the match ended, my recording ended. (laughs) So, that's all I got. Any other thoughts? That MJF focus ruined it. Not ruined it, but it just definitely took away from it. 
We get it. He's he's watching and he could challenge. We get it. Yeah. Understood. Brandon thoughts. <laughs> uh, I I think it was good for that like Blackpool Combat Club thing they have going on. Speaking of the finish for Danielson to not tap and just get ch- choked to sleep there. I was like, oh, nice. Very admirable. I um. That's it. I I guess we're gonna because MJF is now gonna be wrestling. Uh, did he wrestle him on fucking Rampage? I didn't watch Rampage. No. He's gonna wrestle um Wheeler Yuta eventually. We're gonna do the old work his way through the through the fucking faction to get to to the chief to Mortal get to Kombat the champ. ladder. But, yeah. See, but once again though, once again, why would he do that? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Right? Like, all right, we're going to have him wrestle everybody and cheat to win in all these matches um, to to get to the final boss. But it's like, no, he's got a cheat code. He doesn't need to. Well, yeah. fuck you. He went into the, the t- Mario went into the tube. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, yeah, right? Pipe. It's 30 guys in Contra. Who gives a yep. shit? Yep. And, boy, fucking tough break for Wheeler Yuta there. He got posterized. <laughs> he did. They, Put him against that guy and just have him have no point as to why he's arguing back against him. That's right, it was just like, that's a tough spot. I mean, I guess you got to get in these tough spots to get better, right? Throw yeah. him out there to the lines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what happens. All right, uh, any final thoughts on... Oh, yeah, great Muda showed up. This was all a thing to get to Muda's retirement match on Rampage. Muda's all about I- himself. It was pretty cool. I mean, I just watched I, the highlight. I didn't watch the fucking whole match. Go ahead. I do have something to say. There's something I noticed about it. Talking about people working within boxes, Sting. Sting has essentially been the same since the 90s. Yeah, little switch-ups. But he, a little switch-ups here and there. But he, now he's like, you know, he was uh, um, blonde-haired Sting in the, in the 80s and early 90s. Crow Sting. And... Probably was very concerned about merch sales and being a babyface and making money. So he never really varied his character. And then he was Crow Sting. And he's essentially, other than Joker Sting, is pretty. And uh, the, oh, fucking the one where he's in the suit and no makeup and TNA. <laughs> what was that one? That was um, uh, Ric Flair's. No. Main Event Mafia. Not Main Fortune Event Mafia. Faction. Main Event Mafia. But and Joker the, Sting. There was yeah, and Joker Sting, but there wasn't a lot of character work. Like even when he's handcuffed and he knows Mood is coming in, he's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like he knows Buddy's gonna get it. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He's just in the fucking like in uh, what was it? Uh, Casino Royale where he's got him handcuffed and he's beating his nuts with the hose. Mm-hmm. And fucking he knows he's just <laughs> sitting there fucking laughing at him. He's getting hit in the dick. That's was mood. That was Sting. Like he knows that the fucking mood is mood. Great mood is coming. He was laughing. I thought it was good work. I think every. I say it every week. I can't say it enough. Everything Sting's done since he's been in AEW has been fucking tremendous. Yeah, it's been fun for a guy that just barely talks. And I think he took a table bump on uh, on um, another table bump on. Good, he's hardcore guy, guy now. I like is, it. Well, he's it, think about this. You're gonna get thrown off the top rope onto the concrete. Isn't the table bump safer if you hit the table? Yeah. Right? He's probably like, yo, I'll take the like people are like, oh, I went through a table. Probably better. It's probably take, better not to do any of it. Take a back bump on the fucking table. Take the concrete. back bump on the table, the table fucking slows you down, then you hit the concrete. Taking it. Should have told and Julia, Julia Hart almost Julia died. Hart almost died. <laughs> almost died. <laughs> it was a rough one. Talking about table bumps. Yeah, she's young. She'll be fine. 
That's a uh, very specifically from the mind of Chris Lardani. Uh, Muda and Sting is like a in Casino Royale when a guy was beating his balls with a with a. <laughs> yeah, well, when, when, when Matt Mickelson was beating fucking uh, Daniel Craig's nuts with a knot and a rope. Yep, a knotted rope. Muda, and I was gonna say Muda is like uh, as big as the room that he's in is we've had, I've had a couple unique experiences with the great mood of the last couple of years where he came out at MSG and I never saw Jimmy so excited in his life. And we were like, Holy shit. I didn't even really know who he was at the point. And then we see him uh, shortly after at 2300 arena and he's like very welded together hips. And we're like, Hmm, Oh God, yeah. there's, there's Muda. And he comes out again on TNT and we're like, Oh shit. Like he really works for whatever room that he, that he's in for better. Work. Yes. But he's getting paid probably. You don't want to look at him under a microscope. No, no, he's, he's, he tried doing that handspring in Noah what two years ago and he fell on his fucking head, dude. Yeah, this is a retirement tour, and you know they were saying like, "Well, who's one of the guys he's going to face?" And you know, my head, I was thinking like, "I bet you Sting goes and works and goes over to Noah and works a match, and he's going to good." Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah it's been Sting's announced. going over to Noah. Yeah, that's what this whole thing was. was oh, okay. Bringing bringing Mood out was like, "Hey, Mood is here, does his thing," and it's like, Sting is going to work one of his retirement matches, dude. He's got like fucking four retirement shows. So, They're selling front row tickets for like ten thousand dollars, sold out. Holy shit! So, uh, I did notice while I'm watching, uh, was Jericho on com? Who was on com? Jericho was on com. I think Jericho I was. And he's saying, "I know it's the great mood. I can see those fingers twitching." Oh, so the suit that he was wearing and the music and the fucking giant thing in the back—that didn't key you in. Maybe when you saw it. those fingers moving, you knew it was him. <laughs> Fuck, man. Think about what you're saying. Like, they just say shit to talk. And the reason why is because they have no fucking play-by-play guys. They're just all color commentary guys. Yeah, Nobody right. actually calls the match. They're all just talking. You know? Next week on AEW Dynamite, we're going to have this. Next week. And did Skiavone get wrecked during the uh, Wheeler yeah, Utah thing? Because I yeah, noticed he, he disappeared up. and came back. Yeah, he got beat up. <laughs> He got beat up and then he went backstage and did an interview. I that think, was with, pretty with, funny. With, with, I forgot who we did the interview with. I was like, this, was like, Doc this Samson was filmed me before. Out. I right, did notice, week. too. Go ahead. Oh, fuck, sorry. No, uh, right. Jim Ross has not been on the show in a, not. since the pay-per-view. In my head, this is because Tony can't trust him to like not say something about whatever lawsuit's going, <laughs> going on. I have no idea if that's true or not, but that's what it feels like. It's like he's definitely going to slip up and say something he can't Maybe say. Maybe he was involved in it. We don't know. Now he's suspended. Yeah, could you be. I mean? <laughs> There's a whole faction of people that are like, Kenny Omega needs to come back to television. He was just helping a dog. He doesn't deserve to be suspended. Listen, I've been suspended from a lot of things in my life. Lots of suspensions. I could. I have a folder full of suspensions. I deserved every fucking one of them. This guy's been suspended. <laughs> I've been suspended lots. Lots of suspensions. Disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> All right, AEW next week or tomorrow <laughs> in Philadelphia. This snuck up on me. I'm not going to it. Brandon, are we going to it? No. No. no hell Unless man. it's like $10. If we Can we discuss find a $10 that? $10 ticket, I'll go. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't talk about it. Like... So I, uh, I got the pre-sale uh, code for the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. The pay-per-view up in Newark, and um, nosebleeds were $100. Fuck you. In Newark. Beautiful, lovely Newark, New Jersey. That fucking slog of a ride up there, too, up the turnpike. Fuck it's that. It's not even that. Like, if it was in New York, where there's stuff to do, 
You make a whole fucking day out of it. I spent a hundred hours on tickets to go to a concert. I spent a hundred hours on fucking AW. There ain't shit to do in Newark. I'm not fucking spend that kind of money. Hell out of here. Kiss my ass, Newark, New Jersey. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I was I was actually relieved that we did Same not here. get those tickets. I'm right. like, this is a rep- depressing place to to spend two hundred and fifty dollars. And what do you do? You eat Dominican food, and then what do you do? They don't public well, transportation. Funny. You can't take the subway. Got to hang out by the stadium. It's funny because you guys you sent me that text about the the pay per view, and I said, yeah, I mean we'll go. Just let me know. And then you said the tickets are too much money. I believe my response was, you know, I've never been, I forget what I said, but like, I'm legit not disappointed at all about this. Yeah. And then not two hours later, I got an email saying that the English beats playing in Philadelphia that night. And I was like, dude, I, if they had gone, if they, had, if they had, if I had found that out later after I bought tickets, I was eating those fucking tickets. If you couldn't sell them to somebody else, I wasn't right. going. You know what I mean? I was going to go go to a concert. So I was like, fuck this. And and and, and it leads into what, what I was going to say, which was initially was AEW is coming to Philadelphia. I got asked by a couple people, do you want to go to – and my, my – besides you guys, my response immediately was like, no. I don't want to go. Unless the tickets um, are super cheap. I'm not going. Yeah. I mean, it was just like – it's just like I, I, it's, you're not bringing anything to the table at these at these shows where I'm just like, yeah, I really want to go see that. It's just, eh. Uh, do I really want to drive into the city and spend money and possibly get stuck in some front of front of some David Wells looking racist dude that fucking that was, you know uh, is being you know, a jerk off the whole fucking time? And you see it more and more. With an ECF and W shirt. Yeah, they're fucking Cornette fans. I figured it out. Everything they say is shit that he says. There is a weird faction of people that listen to Jim Cornette. Like, there's a weird faction of everything in this fucking world where you can't have an individual spirit. You have to just glom onto some quasi-celebrity, and that's your personality. Yeah, I don't get it. It goes from people like Jim Cornette all the way up to fucking, like, the tops of government, where this person, <laughs> and believing everything they say and repeating everything they say is is your personality. Now, you have no personality. That's what you are. And there's a whole fucking faction of them. There was some dick a couple weeks ago in front row. I guess it was the pay-per-view. I think it was pay-per-view. Front row with a Jim Cornette shirt on and, like, this USA coat. And he looked, like, so inbred. And he had signs that were – and I didn't get the joke. They're Cornette sayings. And he was just holding them up with this fucking face, this inbred face, like, the I'm just like, man, these fucking people are weird. Like, you go to something you don't enjoy. Just to go act yeah, like your hero? So fucking weird. Cosplay is cooler. Go dress up like your favorite wrestler. Right. There's no fucking, this makes no sense. I don't get it. And here's the other thing, like, you know, uh, I, I, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares. But like, you know, it's you're going to go there. You're going to hold up these signs. Nobody gives a shit. The only time anybody ever acknowledges somebody in those situations is to acknowledge what a cunt they're being. That's it. Nobody's like, oh man, that guy's so great. I can't believe him. He was like, funniest Jim dude Cornette, in town. Way be. more entertaining than I was guy. watching. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. You ruined it for it. Just, I can't stand it. Ugh. It's just people. It's people that are, have not been pressure tested. Like they, they don't question themselves and nobody says anything. So it's two things there. They heard Jim Cornette say something 
and their friend asked them to go to the show. So now this is their whole identity, and they they didn't really think about it. No one's ever asked them, like, do you really feel like this? And they're just, this is this half-baked identity that they, they kind of have, but they're uh, working some fucking stupid job, and they wish they could talk more and have more of a personality, so it's their night out. And they're going to express themselves and let everyone know that they used to be funny. So that this is the type of garbage that I now have to sit around when I when I when I go, go start a podcast. Kick it at AEW. Yeah, do a podcast. Yeah, go start a go podcast. podcast. Then you'll you know, see how many people really want to listen to your opinion. That's what the guy looked like. I hate him. Anyway, I don't think you're asking for a real answer, Jim. But that's my. I think that's rhetorical. But I really think I should. The answer, the question I have for Jim is, what does that guy sound like again? <laughs> anyway, AEW in Philadelphia. We get the AEW no. Championship uh, Eliminator. John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. What the fuck? Hold on, let me, let me give you all of them. Ring of Honor World Title. We get I am at Chris Jericho. I'm reading his fucking Twitter account. You get Chris Jericho versus Bandito of Ring of Honor fame. Oh, we well, at least that from, makes sense, right? Hold on. Uh, let me get it all out and then you can talk about it. We hear from Soraya, so we can figure out why she pronounces her name wrong according to random guy on the internet. And we get a casino match, uh, ladder match, and self. We get casino ladder match and winner and self-proclaimed devil, MJF. He's going to appear. There you go. They get Brandon, a promo. Chris, you, go ahead. You you were dying to say something. Go ahead. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Brandon. Folks. Bandito. Okay, so you're going to wrestle Bandito. a Ring of Honor guy. It makes sense, right? And then you get fucking, um, you know, here, give us money, and you'll get to see a promo at a wrestling show. Fuck you. I'm sure it'll be a tag match. <laughs> There's nothing Alex about this. Hunt Day, so bring a losing tag team to the ring. I'm not fucking watching. I'm not going to the show. If someone pays for my ticket, I'll go. Hit me up. Brandon, go I think that's the biggest reason I didn't feel like going either is that uh, it feels like Philly's in this weird spot where they know they'll sell, so they don't really have to give them anything. We've gone a couple times now, and I can't really remember any highlights that I'm like, wow, it was cool. Sometimes I'll watch Dynamite even and be like, wish it, I wish I was at that Dynamite. We were always at like the the low-point Dynamites, it feels like. That's the ladder match. That's the thing we got. The return of. Yeah. Uh, oh, exactly. I, I, yeah. I would like to add. The return of Adam Cole. That's the one thing we got. Go ahead, Chris. I would like to add something. Action Bronson wrestled, and it was. Great. Oh, he did. That's right. Yes. Fuck, I forgot about great. that. Yes, he did. Yeah, he was great. Power slams all over the place. Yep. Kept it kept it simple. Not a big fan of Action Bronson's music, but I'm a big He's fan good. of action. But I'm a big fan of him as a human being. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm a big fan. He, he's a. He's one of those guys that all of his good music is not on Spotify. Right. So if you listen to him on Spotify, you're like, ah, this isn't that interesting. Yeah. But he used to put out a bunch of like mixtapes. Ron Simmons uh, is a good song by him, wrestling related. But dude, those fucking skull tattoos, the top of the skull, back of the skull, he looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I hope he keeps showing up. Stumpy little guy taking... he is. Oh, and let's point it out. Took control of himself and is in a tremendous shape right now. Yeah. To control the situation, right? So. I think there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. But I don't remember, so it doesn't matter. Um, five-star Grand Prix. We're getting the finals on the first 
Uh, we probably won't be able to watch that until the 5th, so we won't cover that next week. We won't have gone to AEW, so we won't be talking about our experience at AEW. God. So I guess next week we'll do some stardom, and then we'll do some AEW. There you go. That's what you got for next week. Because there were some wild-ass matches in. Ladies and gentlemen, my dream is still alive. Suzu Suzuki's still alive after questioning her. Questioning the booking of Rossi Ogawa. Of course he comes through for me. He always does. All right, final thoughts, Brandon, before we get out of here. Yeah, let's lean into the stardom next week. I have a feeling we're going to hit rock bottom with with a AEW lie chorus. <laughs> AEW and their crappy Philly shows. Oh, God. They saved it. This was Philadelphia, known for its hardcore professional wrestling fans. Soraya Speaks is your main event. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon Chris, I'm Jim. And we will be back here next week. We're closing in on our 100th episode. I believe this is episode number 96. Oh, boy. We got something special planned? Yeah, we'll do something fun. I think we'll do another bracket or something fun like that. Nice. All right, cool. Bye-bye.